So hi, well, the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Travis Opal from Hey Thanks. And we're asking some questions say about their upcoming album, Start Living. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? I mean, it uh, definitely feels crazy. I mean, just like a year ago, we had planned on like self-releasing all this. So everything that's happening is just kind of like coming full force at us. So mm-hmm. Very <laughs> exciting. So you've been sitting on this for a while then. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, what's funny is some of these songs were like in their demo phase, like 2019, or wow. maybe even 18. And then we recorded it in 2020. And uh, so it's, it's been a long time coming for all these songs, for sure. Wow. wow. All right. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, They both kind of go in in hand with each other, but I feel like we wanted to capture a title that kind of was how we wanted to feel with the record, which was like, we had spent all this time doing like DIY tours and trying to like do all this stuff on our own. And so we wanted to really come out with this like first LP that like speaks for like how we should be feeling about what we're doing in life, which is like, you know, starting and like living through the experience of it. So mm-hmm. we put those words together and was like, this is it. All right. Uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Um, so as far as like writing goes, a lot of the songs honestly start off in their conception form, like in my house, like at my computer, because I, I run Ableton and uh, I do a lot of recording on the side with other people. So I think most of the time it starts off as like these. Days, Where did that come I- from? Sorry. <laughs> The, the guitar just came out of nowhere. I, just, oh, okay. I, just... <laughs> I forgot I was sitting in my lap. So I just, I, you know, it would have been a lot funnier if like somebody was underneath me just like handing me. Yeah. <laughs> For all we know, maybe, maybe somebody was under, under your desk handing that to you. I, I'll never, I'll never tell though. But um, I think as far as like writing though, most of the songs start off in their concept state, like, with me at my computer, like messing with my guitars and drums and all that stuff. And then a lot of times a band will come in after and we'll start making revisions together and trying to like shape it into this thing we really like before it even like hits the, um, the studio. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how most of the songs in this record were written. Um, there was some variations, like some riffs and stuff that like other band members and stuff like, would come up with when we were doing these little DIY tours and stuff like that. So, um, but for the most part, yeah, that's how it usually goes. All right. All right. Perfect. Uh, so would you be able to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it? Ooh, um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good question. Uh, there's so many, (laughs) Um, I think, I think honestly, like, uh, this kind of has the, the album title and the lyrics, but, um, it's on Would You Believe It, which is an unreleased track that will be released with the record. Um, it, it's a lyric that says, if we don't start living, don't start living. We won't stop feeling, won't stop feeling down. And it kind of just speaks to me because like there was a point when I was honestly like 18 or 19 and uh, I was playing in like local bands and stuff. But I started to like give up on like the vision of uh I don't know, being like a legitimate touring band or doing anything in music that was semi like, I guess felt semi real 
So mm-hmm. I, when I think about that lyric, it reminds me of like when I first joined this band and we kind of hit the ground running with like touring and buying a band. Kind of put me back in the shoes of feeling like I was really living in this moment, like right now versus like worrying about like plan B or like worrying about like all these things that I can't really control anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, that lyric really speaks out to me because it's, it's convinced me enough to be in a band and tour during like the surge of gas prices that we're facing in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad things are up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener, be the close opener to be the opener, closer, to be a closer, just shuffle around, see what fits. What was that process like? It was definitely, definitely one of those uh, shuffling kind of things because we, uh, I, I mean, I remember certain songs like being written with the intention to kind of like go into another track pretty smoothly. But when it came to like the process, I mean, when we were in the studio, we had about, I want to say it was like 30 or 40 tracks we had demoed out. Wow. So there, there wasn't really a, I guess there wasn't really like a chance for there to be this like sort of a, alignment because there was like i think after like song number eight we really started like saying okay like what what is gonna work and they really took a our producer gary to like kind of sit us in the room and be like i think this one works this song sounds good this one sounds too safe blah 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 you know so definitely random as hell all right all right wait so you said you guys had like 30 40 demos how did you whittle that down and figure out the songs you actually wanted on the album oh god um (laughs) i'm trying to think like because the process happened so long ago but i feel like i feel like when it comes to like decision making and opinions um our guitarist uh jaren and our drummer uh trevor they're really good at at giving like their like brutally honest opinions about things and i feel like sometimes that's a good thing because i feel like i could just like write songs endlessly like every day in my house and like have hundreds of demos ready to go but when it starts coming time to like make those cut decisions i get really indecisive so um i think they probably helped narrow down the list of what they th- they thought like fit better and i kind of just agreed with it you know i was i was definitely there for it so. fair enough okay makes sense uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this album i know you mentioned a couple years ago but if you can remember that'd be awesome yeah um my headspace like i i think i could speak for everyone when um even during the process of recording it so like funny story when we were going to track this record this was like right as soon as uh, the pandemic was like being announced and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, when we were recording the record, it was up in New Jersey and New Jersey ended up having like a lockdown. So like we, um, I mean, we were stuck living in this little studio, not really sure what was going on. And just like having one person go out to like get groceries um, to try and be as like safe as possible from interacting with the outside world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the headspace was definitely unsurety. Like we didn't know like what was going to come to this record, like who was going to pick it up. 
um, what the industry was going to look like after all this was done. Cause we had done our last tour literally January, like a month or two before everything started, like, like just, uh, surfacing on the news and stuff. So I don't know. It was just, it was one of those fe- feelings where it's kind of melancholy. Like it, it was not sad, but not really like super stoked either. It just felt kind of in this weird limbo, I guess. Yeah. It, it's crazy that like a number one, you guys went in and recorded the album with everything kind of falling apart around you. And two, that you're able to keep morale high enough to like keep going through that time. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it's a funny thing we tell ourselves is uh, every we, we've had this moment a lot of times as a band because I mean, DIY touring and like trying to sometimes like self book and like interact with bands. Sometimes it's, it's very like, it can be very draining. And uh, we always get to these points in our bandship where we like, we all start feeling like the tension of like, Oh, can we do this anymore? Like, does this make sense? And then there's always just another like opportunity that kind of just gets thrown down the well. And we, uh, we're at the bottom of the well catching it. Like, (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, it's definitely crazy to think about and crazy that we're honestly like doing stuff with the iodine now because did not see that coming either. Hell yeah. So. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do it in the car with friends and the dark with headphones on? Is it a party album, workout album? What do you personally recommend? Oh man, I, I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even thought of <laughs> environmental situational listenings. Uh I would say, I would definitely say, if you're going to listen to it, it doesn't have to be a front to back record. It is cool. There's some transitional things that sound cool if you listen to it front to back. I think it's definitely, for me, like I love listening to it in a car. Um, If you're going to be listening to it on streaming services, I'm making this a public announcement because I announce this every year. But if you have Spotify, please take off your audio normalization if you want to hear the masters like the closest that they're supposed to sound mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean i guess it'd be more of a party album than a workout album i i, I mean unless like pop i guess some people like pop music's inspirational but i mean i would be listening to like refused or like something a little more thrashy if i was working out but <laughs> fair enough yeah that makes sense uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. All right. Well, you're going to have to mm-hmm. cut out all of the ums and ifs. And before... <laughs> um, okay. Let me think. Three words. Um, all right. My first answer is going to be... My jokey answer is going to be, this is awesome. Okay. Um, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to think, I mean, cause this is how I feel about it, but like, I would, I would like to think, uh, it's a uh, genuine, it's real and, um, it's heartfelt. Right, I like you know? those. I like Very that good. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Um, I think I think that this record, like at least uh, musically, it kind of goes. I mean, for the most part, it kind of stays in as like a alternative or a pop rock kind of sound. But 
there's definitely a lot of dives into different genres that it kind of blends with. So, I, I mean, emotionally, I, I wouldn't say it's like a sad record at all. It, it's definitely, I mean, it definitely makes me in my spirits, like it makes me happier. So I feel like definitely it, it, I would hope it would get people in the mood to like, I guess be proactive or like just be do it, be more about whatever they're doing in the moment, you know? So. Yeah. That's the goal. All right. mm-hmm. So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating the album? Um, are we talking about in the studio or before the studio or like doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Ooh, it was when I got to pet Gary's dog, Bernie, because <laughs> he has a Bernadoodle mm-hmm. and uh, has the most personality I've ever like seen in a dog. And mm-hmm. uh a lot of times like even like in the studio whenever i was like in my head or something like burning just like cracked me up even like our last photo we took we uh took like a a polaroid shot together and they got bernie to like they called bernie to get into the shot and like bernie just turned around and like poked his head up like he like knew what was going on already and i was i i just couldn't believe it i was like I was like, that that's a human, that's not a dog. I love exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> we love Bernie. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so picture this. You're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh. Um, all right. If I'm rich, it would be it would be uh picked pistachios that are already <laughs> out of the shop. Oh yeah, like, pistachios. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's that's rich taste. Um <clears throat> I'm definitely going straight to the coffee machines because I think me and Jaren's favorite thing every time we've been on tour is just like overdosing on caffeine before we uh, get to the venue. Uh, it probably is not a good thing for my vocals, but you know, you, you live once. So exactly. um, I'm thinking as far as something to pair with it, I honestly, I might do something that's a little bit of a, um, of like a pastry type thing i'm not i'm trying to think of something that a gas station would have though because i'm not really super particular uh mm-hmm. i don't know maybe like a uh, i don't know something like kind of like a honey bun or something but I, then again it's like honey buns are like so sweet sometimes it's i don't know if i can deal with them mm-hmm. that's a good question what what is your what would you do that's my question <laughs> all right i would get lays dill pickle potato chips and then if we're touring in the winter time i'm getting a sprite cranberry if it's during any other season i'm getting a regular sprite oh, okay mm-hmm. that's very good um i would probably get i don't know i I'm, I'm really into like pistachios and like peanuts and stuff so probably like a trail mix um and then for a drink i'd probably you know those like little powders that you can get to pour in like water bottles and stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd get like a pack of the um pink lemonade ones and just a, a whole case of like water and yeah. I'm kind of the same boat. I'm a big water kid. Like uh I whenever I was like a kid, apparently like all I wanted to do is like just drink water. I, I don't know why. Like I it gets to the point where I'm drinking water more than formula, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like uh, I agree with all of that. That whole statement. What water is severely underrated. Shit bangs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, it is, but it's like people down here in Louisiana, they have to deal with such low quality like tap water that like their minds on water are like 
very warped and they, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they don't, there's good things out in the world. You just have to search for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? That's hard. Cause I'm a, uh, I'm the outcast because I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. Um, oh. uh, I'm going to speak for the rest of the band on this one. I don't count. Um, I think it would literally just be like, this is this is so ironic because like our old stuff was so pop punky and we like ironically like made these like pizza shirts. But I feel like that would be like, that would be it. Because I feel like anytime we go out to a place to get something, I mean, even last weekend, we went out to this little festival show and we ended up going to a pizza shop and everybody got a giant pizza. Um, I would say, I would say pizza. All right. Pizza. Okay. What, uh, what toppings do we have on that pizza? All right. If it's me, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to be the person that has fucking tomato sauce and tomatoes on it. Yes. Yeah. And underrated. I'm, underrated. I'm going to have the spinach. I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm a I'm a ve- 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 vegetarian lover's pizza, you know. I yeah. I'll get all of the goodness. Um, as far as them, I feel like I feel like it'd be like a pretty decent, you know, just like pepperoni sausage or like not something too crazy. I feel like pretty traditional pizza, you know. All right, okay, that's fair. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're gonna shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're oh. on de- if you're on death row, what would you ask me will be with a drink? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'd probably. Uh, it depends, like if if I was gonna be recorded for my last meal, but if I if I was, I would. Um, I don't know. I would probably drink some like really nasty tap water just to make a statement because oh. it'd, be, it'd be like it'd be like yo y'all all knew i loved water my whole life and now i'm gonna drink the worst kind before i die mm-hmm. uh, and then for a meal honestly if i'm on death row i probably like you know i probably did something really bad so i would make myself suffer by like eating nothing but falafel and like dry popeyes biscuits oh <laughs> like with 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 no uh I would like hope that that I would actually end up dying from like the lack of a uh, moisture in my mouth before I get to the execution room by just eating dry ass biscuits. That's fucking disgusting. Wow, you're the first person who's chosen to like punish themselves for their last meal. I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, these questions are getting deeper in the rabbit hole. Let me think. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one universe. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just the, I, I would do like the after universe of like Final Fantasy X. Oh, okay. Like after they defeat Sin and do all the, the, the hard work, I would like go there just to like watch Blitzball games. And like, um, I don't know, I, that Final Fantasy X was like, a childhood game for me so like i always loved like the environments and stuff in that game um but if it if it wasn't that as far as like a general universe um uh, 
I don't know. I guess, I guess like just for the sake of knowing like somebody's town's about to get destroyed every other week, I'll just join the Marvel universe and just like, I, I, I'd be like, it'd be like worse than world war three because like, honestly, like the amount of property damage that probably happens in that universe is like yeah. insane, you know? Definitely. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't imagine the Hulk just like coming through and smashing a bunch of buildings that like took five years to rebuild to save the town from a villain. It's like, I think he's doing more harm than good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. Okay. What's, what's your favorite color? Mm, you know, I think and maybe this is just me being biased because my girlfriend's hair is this color, but uh, I would say teal, like a teal blue or something, some, some sort of like teal or like seafoam. I, I guess something that reminds me of like being in a more like deserted area or something like that. Good color. That's good. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I mean, anything that probably won't already get plugged. I mean, of course, like iodine records, um, death wish Inc friend club records, um, evil greed. Those are all the places helping us like launch and release the record. Um, a shout out to, uh, obviously the band to Luca, which is a friend of ours to, uh, Bryson. I mean, I, I could make this list last for an hour. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess. And then also like, obviously Gary Sioni, Brett Romes and Mike Calajon, I think that's how you say it. Um, they all helped us like through the record recording process. Like Gary was the producer and the engineer. Um, he works out of a studio called Sound Acres. Uh, in New Jersey, um, Brett Romes, he mixed it. And uh, Mike Halajon, he um, he runs uh, Rogue Planet Mastering. He mastered the record. So they all did a great job. And I mean, especially uh, my condolences to, to Brett because he had to deal with me like being so particular for like six months about shit that probably didn't matter. So, um, you know, Thank you, Brett, for, <laughs> for thanks, putting. Brett. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you for Snow. This has been Travis from Hey Thanks, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>